Hello everyone, this is Tony Kramer, product specialist with RDO Equipment Company, and you are listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 85, and today we are going to be talking about the current state of water within the southwestern United States. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps we're streaming this to, such as Apple's podcasting app, it's on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd really love to hear what you think about our show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter, at RDO Tony K. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I'm really excited to welcome Paul McFadden, who is the Director of Purchasing with RDO Water. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Paul. To get started, I'd like to hear a little bit more about you and your background and how you got involved with this industry. Thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate your invitation. My background is I've been in the ag irrigation business from working at the dealership level and the manufacturing level for the past better part of the past three decades. Uh, Prior to coming to RDO, I was with the Toro company and uh, doing national accounts and as a senior sales manager. Prior to that, I was with John Deere Water as the director of sales for the United States and Canada. I have a degree in ag business management from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. On the legislative and advocacy side, I, I am the past president and current chairman of the legislative committee and on the board of directors of the the California Ag Irrigation Association, past chair of the International Irrigation Association's Drip and Micro Irrigation Common Interest Group, membership committee, government affairs, and ad hoc member of the Western Growers Water Committee. And uh, something I know that's uh, close to your heart, I was a co-host of the Water Zone radio program where we discussed water, water issues uh, related to agriculture when I was with the, uh, the Toro Company for about two and a half years. I uh, re- live in uh, North San Diego County, uh, warm North San Diego County, and, and enjoy, uh, as a result of living where I do, I enjoy all kinds of outdoor activities, uh, fly fishing, hiking, gardening, uh, anything having to do with water, I, uh, I enjoy. So uh, you asked how I got into this uh, industry. It was a bit by accident. I, uh, I was with an, an irrigation dealership. Uh, managing their sales and marketing, and uh, I there was an opening for a uh, sales position in the irrigation uh, side of the business. I literally slipped my uh, resume under the front door after they had closed and uh, got a call. And uh, once I was in this uh, business, I I'm hooked, I guess you'd say, and haven't uh, turned back. Very happy to be with RDO. I've been with the company now about uh, six, eight months, 
in the purchasing side and couldn't couldn't be more pleased to be associated with such a great group of folks. So thank you for having me. It is very interesting to hear your background and where you came from and kind of like you said, getting involved in this industry. You made the comment about being in San Diego where it's nice and warm. I think it's very fitting here. As we record this podcast, I'm here in Moorhead, Minnesota, where we're about zero degrees. So all of our water is very hard right now. Our lakes are frozen. You don't get that in San Diego. It's easy for you guys to work with water, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. We we do get uh, some snow on the local mountains, but it doesn't stay very long. Uh, and uh, all over water, it's uh, they, we do have some freezing, but it's uh, it's not uh, not not very typical for us. So, all right. So let's get back to you. Obviously, have a very lengthy resume of of being in the industry, not only the water industry, but but agriculture as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. Many people may know, others may not know that water usage and the availability of water in the southwestern United States is it's kind of an up and down. It's got an ebb and flow to it. So let's just talk a little bit now, Paul, about the background of of the importance of water within that that California, Arizona area? Well, as you know, water is critical uh, to everything that we do. I think it's important to remember that less than 1% of all the water on the surface of the earth is potable and available for us as human beings. Uh, The rest of it is in the atmosphere, in the oceans, or in the polar caps, or buried so deep in the in the ground that it's not effective for us to pump. One percent, less than one percent for the millions and millions and millions of people, the billions of people on the face of the earth, that's a pretty finite resource. And that resource, we need to keep in mind, hasn't changed since the beginning of time and will not change. It's a very finite uh, resource. So we have to be good stewards of that resource uh, in order to uh, preserve not only our way of life, but uh, uh, all the things that we enjoy, the, the, the beautiful outdoors, the, the creeks and rivers and lakes, and whether they're frozen or not, uh, there's, still, uh, there's still some enjoyment in that. I think uh, it's also, as we move forward as a, as, a, as a country or even as a state, whether it's California or Arizona, uh, it's important to understand the significance of how much uh, water plays a role in in our history and and how much uh, how much more important it is. I think if you look back and many folks have seen the movie Chinatown with Jack Nicholson, that was a pretty accurate portrayal of what the water situation was. Uh, just going back, you know, 80 years in California's history moving water from one part of the state to the other. And, and honestly, uh, things haven't changed, uh, changed a whole bunch. Two-thirds of the people are south of the San, uh, San Joaquin, Sacramento Delta, and two-thirds of the water is north of that area. So in order for us to get the water that we need throughout the state to do whatever we need to do, uh, we need to pump it from Northern California to Southern California. And it's not unlike Arizona, uh, getting water out of the Colorado River for to, to do the things that the, the folks uh, in Arizona need, whether it's farming or, or just for drinking or human consumption. I think it's important to 
to uh, understand the dynamics and all the intricacies that go around water and, and water rights and water law and each little microcosm of uh, within the, each of the states where it's different. It's very different. So it's very complicated. And uh, I think uh, Mark Twain coined the phrase, uh, uh, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. I think that is becoming more and more appropriate uh, as, as we get our population continues to grow and our water resources continue to shrink. That's one of the things that always surprises me is most people on average, they, they look at water they, or they don't look at water, I guess, as, a, as something we need to be concerned about. Like you said, that, that 1%, that very small percentage, that small fraction of all of the Earth's water is usable by us. So many things get taken for granted, and I think water is one of them. Completely agree. You recently got the opportunity to attend the Mid-Pacific Water Users Conference. Tell us a little bit about what went on there, what was talked about, and what some of those key takeaways were from that conference. So the Mid-Pacific Water Users Conference is is a conference that the Bureau of Reclamation, or the group that uh, manages uh, all the water and power in the country, uh, the Mid-Pacific region is an area from southern Oregon through the state of California almost to the Mexican border, uh, not quite. It doesn't include the Colorado River, River, for example, but it does include all of Nevada. And uh, the diff- there's different regions. I believe there are six different regions within the uh, Mid-Pacific area uh, of the Bureau of Reclamation. And within that region, there are Um, canals, uh, power plants, and reservoirs that are administered by the folks at the Bureau. So uh, they gave uh, kind of updates on each of their specific regions. There were some some folks that uh, spoke uh, um, about some new technologies that are being used to help forecast, which which is, uh, I think, it's... I can allude allude a little bit more on that uh, in a minute, but I think overall, I think the the consensus was that the water situation, at least in California, is better than it's been, at least surface water, I'm saying surface water, is uh, better than it's been in the last eight years or so. So that's a very positive situation. Now in Arizona, with the Colorado River uh, drought agreement, Arizona is the last uh, state to sign on to that agreement. That's supposed to be done this coming Thursday. Uh, so we'll see see where that all ends up. There's uh, Lake Mead, uh, which supplies uh, a lot of the water for the Las Vegas area, for example. It's it's the lowest it's been in since uh, 1990. And there is some risk of the water level of Lake Mead dropping below the intake level, which is 1,075 feet. So that means no more water for Las Vegas, which, you know, depends on who you talk to. Some may think that's a good thing. Other may, may not think it's all that great. So they're, they're concerned about that. And then as if, the, if it drops below the intake level, then the power generation plant that powers most of the southwestern U.S., uh, including Las Vegas and a big portion of Arizona, there won't be enough water to put through the power generation plant. So 
you know, it's 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 very complicated, and uh, there's a lot of moving pieces with the Native American tribes and the government agencies and the cities and the states, and and then the the federal government's obviously involved too with the you know the water resources groups and such. So there again, it brings up another good point, kind of like talking how how we take water for granted and we don't think about how small of a, a portion of the water that we have for usable resources, you talk about the power plant. So not having enough water is going to potentially affect the, the power generation using that utilizes water. So it goes, goes so much further beyond. And one of the things bringing it full circle back to where you and I are heavily involved is farming. We need water for these plants to grow. Uh, there's a lot of tillable land throughout the world. Um, some of those have great rain events throughout the year. Others don't have anything and need to rely on different sources of water in order to grow these these produces or, or commodities. So in our next episode, we will continue to talk more about the state of water in farming and specifically the types of technology we can use to better manage the water resources. I just want to thank you, Paul, for sitting down with me, and I look forward to having you on the show again in two weeks. This podcast was produced and edited by Nate Dorsey. Visit audioequipment.com slash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you've missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Android devices so that you'll never miss out on the latest news and technology from Audio Equipment and John Deere. If you really like this podcast, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any of the other social media platforms that you are using. You can also connect with me on Twitter at RDOTonyK. That's at R-D-O-T-O-N-Y-K, where you can tweet me questions, episode feedback, or ideas for future topics to cover. Please join us next time on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. 